Hey guys, and welcome back. My name is Natalie, and I am your host of the Empty Spaces podcast. This is a podcast all about building mindfulness and productivity skills to create a life you love. Episode 2, Making Space. I hope you guys have been having an awesome start to the week. I hope that February is kicking off on a good note for you guys. I cannot even believe that it is February in 2020. We are already through the first month. That feels so crazy to me just because we literally have gone through a whole chunk of the year already. The first month is gone. That blows my mind. And it makes me think about how fast time slips by and how much time I've wasted on things. It's just crazy to me how fast this year is going to go. I know it's going to go by so fast. And so thinking about, you know, the time that we've had and, you know, the space we've made for the things we're excited about and the things we want to be doing, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about making space for episode two. And before I jump into this topic more, I wanted to start off by talking about the name of this podcast, Empty Spaces, and where that came from and why I named the podcast what I did. And so for those of you that don't know, my podcast is actually named after a book that I published in 2017, three whole years ago. That feels like so long ago. I was such a different person then. But for those that are curious, the reason I named the podcast Empty Spaces is because of my book. It was a little novella. I self-published it through an Amazon publishing company. I did paperbacks and Kindle versions. And so I titled this book Empty Spaces, Smudged Ink, and Car Revelations because of a couple different reasons. Each name had a different purpose and they all kind of tied together to explain what the book was about in a very obscure, indie, indirect way as, you know, us 19-year-olds like to do. (laughs) And so the empty spaces aspect of it had a lot to do with the way that I talk, actually. And when I talk, I tend to connect sentences and drag them on with ands or buts or ors and things like that. And I'm having so much trouble editing these podcasts just because of the sheer amount of those that I have to cut out. There's still a bunch in each episode, don't get me wrong, but it is a lot of work having to go through and cut every single one of those out and readjust so the pacing of the way that I talk sounds somewhat natural and normal. But the reality is that that's not how I naturally speak. My Pacing is very unusual, and so I tend to pause in the middle of my sentences as opposed to at the end or where there would normally be a comma or an apostrophe or whatever it is that you would normally pause at. And because of that, I don't really focus on the entirety of what I'm saying. I take those pauses to reflect and to think about how I'm finishing my sentence and where it's going and the direction of what I'm saying is going because I tend to talk quickly and I can go on tangents and just totally lose track. So I take those pauses to check back in and make sure I'm actually getting to a point. You'll see this as a wonderful little routine that I'll do in all of my podcasts. I will probably be tangential and I will probably skip over stuff and come back to it and They'll be a little messy for a bit until I find a good skeleton outline system, but for the most part, I talk in a different way. And 
I wanted my book to reflect that in the sense that instead of stopping at the big moments at the end of a sentence, at the end of a paragraph, stopping in the middle kind of to me feels like instead of stopping to reflect on the big parts of our lives, whether they're the big moments, the big ups, the big downs, stopping in the day-to-day to reflect and to look at what we're doing and making sure we're staying on course is just as important. It may not be the traditional route we take and the usual advice we're given about how to grow and how to chase our dreams and build our goals, but I think it's so important to be able to look at the day-to-day and to say, okay, what is it right here that I'm doing? Is what I'm working on right now actually pushing me to be creative and to work on myself and to grow? And if it's not, then it gives you a chance to recalibrate before you get to this milestone and realize you're not actually near the milestone at all. And so empty spaces comes from this idea of stopping and making those spaces in the day-to-day as opposed to just the big moments, the big refreshes, the big clean slates like in the last episode. When I do the relaunch of the novel, which is coming in July or August of this year, which is exciting and a whole new thing that I'll share later on my Instagram, Mindful Creatives, I am really excited about that. I'm totally now distracted by those thoughts. Going back though to empty spaces and the meaning behind that. That is why I wanted to name my podcast Empty Spaces is because I want this podcast to inspire people to look at their lives in the day-to-day, in the smaller moments, and reflect and see if they're making this space to work on their goals or to get creative if that's what they're looking to do or to work on themselves if that's what they're looking to do. And I think it's important to make the space and to make the time and put it aside to do those things because it's very rare in modern society that we naturally and organically have the time to look at our lives and to see what's going on. It's very rare to naturally have the time to check in with yourself and just like you're not going to be able to perfectly bump into your friend as you're thinking of them all the time and say, oh, how are you? And have a nice hour catch-up conversation in person. You have to actively seek them out and actively check in and see how they are and see how their family's doing and see how they're doing on their goals in their life. You have to do that with yourself too. And you have to have, you know, these moments where you talk to yourself and you take a pause to really reflect and see if you're making the space to do what you want to be doing. And so going off of this whole idea, this big empty spaces bit, I really want to talk about how it is we can make that space for ourselves and how it is that we can create this sense of time where we can reflect and exist and nurture ourselves and nurture our growth and get creative and get our imagination going if that's what we're looking for. I also am marketing this podcast as being something about intentional living for creatives and about using productivity and mindfulness to get creative and to express creativity because I think we all need some sort of creative passion in our lives. Life gets so damn boring if all we're doing is going to work, coming home, working out, making dinner, going to bed, watching TV, waking up, going to work, etc. It's a boring cycle. We get tired of it. It gets lonely. It gets boring. It's unoriginal. We need to have something in our lives to fuel us. We need our passions, things that we're excited about. And whether creating to you is making art, painting, photography, videography, whatever it may be, 
whether it's making music, developing music, doing some sort of sport, learning the artistry of sport, reading, investing in your mind, whatever that creative thing is for you, if it's something that lights you up and makes you excited to work on it and gives you this drive, I think that's expressing your creativity. If it's something where you need ingenuity and the ability to think on your own, think outside the box, I think that's you getting creative. And whatever that means for you, whatever that topic or hobby is for you, find it and that is what we are working on and that is what I want to encourage people to do. I want to encourage people to find their creative passions and to go for them and to not be afraid or intimidated of the things they may entail. And so making this space is so important because it helps refuel that fire and encourage us to stay on track and to stay on top of these goals that we have for ourselves because we can feel so defeated and so helpless if we aren't actually seeing progress on what we want. You're never going to learn how to play the guitar if you never actually learn your first song, learn your first chords, and feel that progress. Whether it's tangible, whether it's a mental growth, whatever it may be, feeling that growth and knowing it's happening is so motivating because it lets us know that we're actually learning something. We're actually developing in our skills and in our mindset. And so there are three different aspects to making space for creativity and making space to live the life you love that I really want to touch on today. The first one is going to be your environment and your physical space. Your second one is going to be the relationships you have around you. And the third one is going to be your own personal attitude. So let's just dive right into the environment aspect because I think that is the one that can be the hardest to work around because it isn't directly related to you. It's something you really have to find a way around because it's the one that we have the least control over. So environment, that is something that I personally have struggled with a lot in the past year, year and a half. If any of you guys know this from my good old booktube days, I used to make booktube YouTube videos. The booktube community is incredible. It is a group of people. We talk about books. We write books. We love books. We cherish them. We freak our flipping minds out about them. It is so beautiful. The community is awesome. It's growing in diversity, in age, in culture, and it's so beautiful to see. Even if I'm not a part of it anymore, I love checking in. I love seeing my favorite booktubers living their best life reading these books that are encouraging me to read those books. It's great. I recommend checking it out if you can. But anyways, I used to make booktube videos for a year and a half, almost two years, but something happened. I moved. And when you move, unfortunately, um, your space changes. And something about being a perfectionist on YouTube is that if my background isn't set, if there is not complete and utter silence in the house, I'm not going to record it's not going to happen. And I get insecure and there's sounds outside and stuff's going on. The lighting is whack. Like it's not going to happen. It's just, it's not going up. I just realized after a while the space was not working for me. I could not make videos that way because I didn't feel inspired and I didn't feel passionate about it because I would just get frustrated and upset when there was sound or there was people or the lighting was weird and I had to give it up and it sucked. It sucked because that was my creative passion and that was something I could kind of put on a schedule and fit into my life with school and with work that I enjoyed that I could actively see progress on because I would record it. I would finish recording 
that was a milestone. I would edit it, that was a milestone. I would make a thumbnail, I would publish it, I would talk to viewers about it, that was a milestone. And doing all these different things was great because it fueled the fire and it made me feel good and it made me feel connected to my creativity just like the reason I wrote a book, just like the reason I joined a writer's group. It's because those are things that fuel my creativity and make me feel something new, something different, and that I'm thinking outside of the box a little bit. And that's so important to grasp onto that feeling wherever you can find it. And so something I had to do with my environment because it wasn't working for me for this one thing was to find a new creative passion. It's finding ways around your environment in order to still be able to do what interests you. And if you have flexibility to try something new or you're maybe interested in trying something new, that can always be an amazing option. That's how I found podcasting was thinking about what else I could do to explore my creativity that didn't involve being in front of a camera. I think that's an amazing thing because whatever you're able to do, you can find ways to make it work. If you want to learn to play an instrument, but you are not allowed to play music in your apartment complex after 10 p.m. and your roommate complains and you don't have any time off before 10 p.m. on most nights, maybe you can focus more on learning music theory and understanding how the songs go together. Maybe you can get something to record music and be able to produce it digitally instead of acoustically. Whatever it is you're able to do, I think if you can find ways to adapt your environment to whatever it is, is a creative endeavor on its own. Being able to shift around your world to make the space for something is hard. Being able to change your environment to be exactly how you want it in the perfect circumstances is almost impossible. You have to have money, you gotta have time, you gotta have freedom and the space, physically, the literal space to do what you want. And we don't all have those things 100%. It's unfortunate and again, it kind of sucks, but that's kind of what we're working with. And so if you can find ways to work around what you're working with, that is where you will find the most success. And so with your environment, whether it's your physical space, your finances, your neighbors, or people around you, you have to know that even though you're experiencing these things, and even though it may not be going exactly the way you want it right now, it's also temporary. Whatever the spaces you're in, it's temporary and it's something that maybe in time, if you hold on to this dream and you just wait it out and you try and be patient, you'll be able to have the space to do what you love. And if a lot of time passes and that doesn't work out, again, you may need to try and find something new to look into that you may enjoy. And you'd be surprised at the amount of options that are out there. There are so many different creative endeavors that you can pursue. And I think that's one of the great things about creativity is it flows into so many different categories. There are so many different ways to express yourself. So I think when it comes to making space in your environment, what it really comes down to is being patient and being flexible. If you're able to find something new to do that fits better into your physical space and into your financial abilities work on that and pursue that. You don't have to completely forget about your original goals and your original dreams. Think of it maybe as a temporary hobby or something new just to explore for now and to not put pressure on yourself to excel at or to be perfect at. No one is amazing at something when they first start out. It takes time and it takes growth and progress to be able to get to an expert level. 
And so don't put the pressure on yourself if you have to start with something new or you decide to start with something new. And it's tough at the beginning. It's tough not being able to do what you love right away. And so it's going to be tough to learn how to do something new. But if you're flexible and if you're open-minded, you'll be able to accomplish what you want and you'll be able to try that new thing and blow it out of the water. And when it comes to being open, like I said, I think just taking it slow, being patient, knowing that everything around us is temporary, this realm is temporary, and that being aware of how you're feeling and how different things that you're trying out make you feel is important because that will help you learn how to adapt and how to gauge what it is that you love and why. Something I learned while I was in college is that I love storytelling and that's why I love books so much and that's why I like movies and TV and different things like that is because I love the story. And so I love vocalizing whatever it is that I am thinking and saying because I like the story around it and how I got to that feeling or how I got to that place. And so podcasting is awesome in that sense because I can mix stories with lessons, with morals, with whatever it is that I want to because that's the point of a podcast. It's to be whatever you want it to be and the topics can vary on whatever I feel like sharing. And I found that through learning about myself and through being mindful of why I liked the creative things that I liked because I like the stories and I like being able to share stories and talk about them and discuss them. And so that is something that has worked for me. Hopefully it's something that you guys can look into with your own environments. And if you have a creative pursuit or hobby that isn't working for you or that isn't meshing with your lifestyle right now, trying something new and thinking outside of the box is amazing. And it's a great opportunity to learn about things you wouldn't normally think about or you wouldn't normally consider trying. And so moving on to this topic of relationships and the environment that we are in is important, absolutely, 100%. I spent 10 minutes of nonsense just talking about that. But when it comes to the relationships, I think they're a lot more straightforward in the sense that when you have these new ideas and these new passions that you're exploring, that we are still learning about, still growing in, and we don't know our confidence level in yet, you don't want to surround yourself with people that are going to tease you and tear you down about them. You don't want someone to make fun of you for wanting to write a book by saying, oh, I don't think anyone will ever want to read something like that. Or, oh, I don't know if you're even going to know how to write properly. You know, you don't want people to be rude to you because that's going to tear you down and that's going to make you insecure and less likely to actually do the thing and to be creative. But if you have friends that support you in your new artistic endeavors, if you have people that want to help you, that want to support you or encourage you or remind you to write those 700 words today, those people are going to really help you shine. And they're the people that are going to be there from start to finish to support you and to help you out and to be there to encourage you when you're feeling discouraged, when you feel like, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I don't have the experience. They're going to be the ones to support you and to tell you, no, honey, you got this. It is so easy to let other people's opinions twist your mind and twist your mindset to say you aren't good enough or you aren't ready and it's not about being perfect being perfect is not when you're ready you're ready when you feel you're at the space to share 
And if you want to share your roughest of rough drafts, if you want to share your completely raw, unedited pictures without all the cool effects you're going to put on them, you can do that and you can share your progress. But you don't want to be actively, you know, communicating with and talking to these people that are going to criticize you constantly and tear you down. At the same time, you don't want to reject criticism that is actually constructive and can help you on your journey. You're going to have friends that are going to give you advice and maybe you don't want to hear it, but it is going to be helpful in the long run. And I think that it's knowing the difference that can be hard. Deciphering the good people from the bad can be a blurry line sometimes, but I think you know in your heart if what someone is saying is making you feel insecure and not good enough or if what they're saying is coming from a good place and if they really want to help you grow and push you to do your best. And I think that push can really only come when you're at a certain confidence level in what you're doing. So if you are exploring these new ideas and these new creative pursuits and choosing to surround yourself with the people that are going to lift you up, people with similar mindsets, similar goals, you don't all have to be visual artists. You don't all have to be photographers. You don't all have to be musicians. But if you can find people that also have these goals and these ideas in mind that they want to accomplish, you can feed off of each other's energy and you can make each other feel encouraged and inspired simply by staying on track and keeping each other accountable. I have so many incredible boss babe friends that are killing the freaking game with all of their creative endeavors and it makes me want to do just as well and excel just as much in mine in podcasting and so I am so inspired by seeing what they're doing completely different from me completely different creative endeavors and hobbies and things like that but just seeing them so confident and rocking what they're doing even if it's a little different even if it's not what everyone expected from them I think seeing that and being able to say like this person used to do nothing related to this they are just scratching the surface of their talents and they are already so good is so encouraging and I think being able to build those relationships and to keep around the people that are going to lift you up especially in the beginning if you are a little insecure and you are a little unsure is so helpful and if you are a little insecure it's okay to hustle in silence it's okay to not vocalize what you're doing I've had this podcast idea for several months. She's been on the down low. I've not been sharing it. (laughs) I started sharing it with people around me very recently. I posted it publicly like I think a week and a half before the launch or so. It was something that I wasn't totally confident just sharing with the world like months before I had all the episodes done, months before I was even sure of what the heck I was going to name it and what the topics were going to be like. I knew I wanted to do a podcast, and so I did my research, I got my equipment, I did what I had to do, I was on the grind to finish it before people knew. And that's fine. Don't feel like you have to have all this confidence and all this certainty right away. Like I said, if you're exploring still, if you're still learning, don't feel like you have to be a know-it-all and that you have to understand and get everything and have all the answers you can mess up and you can be shy and that's okay too. If you have the exuberant confidence to share it and to go through the whole process with people, live your life, do you, that's so sick and I am intimidated and 
in awe of your confidence. <laughs> I'm not like that, unfortunately. And so I am a little more shy about my creative projects because I want them to be good, but I know they're not going to be perfect. And it's just, it's a mess, but you know what? It's my mess and it's a beautiful mess. So I want to just say that this is so key. Only keep around you, at least when it comes to your creative projects and who you share them with, people that are going to get you excited and keep you motivated and then are going to inspire and encourage you. Or people, if you're ready for it, if you have that confidence, to push you and to see if they can get you to think in a new way or see something in a different light so that you can readjust and maybe improve in new ways. I think the relationships and the people you have around you is so important. If you have a person or a partner that is not going to be encouraging your dreams, one, maybe just don't share it if that isn't a big deal to you, or two, reassess who those people are. If they're not going to support you in what you're trying to do, do you want them around? Are they going to support you in other aspects of your life? How are you going to be able to review and reflect if you don't have people around you that are going to encourage you to keep going in the first place. You need those people around to encourage you and to show you that you can keep going and you can do it and you just got to keep learning, keep grooving. They can keep you accountable. They can keep you on the grind. They can keep you doing what you need to be doing to get to the place you're hoping for. And I think it's not so much about having people that are your number one fans and your ultimate cheerleaders 24-7, but it's about having people that just aren't going to tear you down. The people that maybe are going to be curious and ask you how it's going to get you to reflect, to get you to make that space, to assess your goals and your progress. And I think that's just as important as having the actual physical space to do that. If you don't have people in your life that are going to support those goals and encourage you in those dreams, then it's a lot less likely that you're going to stick with them. And if you don't stick with them, how are you ever going to be able to even see progress if you just drop stuff at the end of the week? And now, last but not least, onto that beautiful third step, which is your attitude. A big part of being creative, and not just being creative and open-minded, but making this space to reflect and to actually get shit done has a lot to do with how you view yourself and how you view your priorities. And if you see creativity and things as frivolous and unnecessary and just like a children's activity, then you obviously aren't going to do shit with your creativity. You're not going to be an outside-of-the-box thinker and you're not going to be motivated to try new things. Are you nurturing yourself and are you nurturing your soul with an attitude that says creativity doesn't matter and reflecting on my life in general doesn't matter? If the only point and the only goals you have in your life are to work, get enough sleep, and figure out what you're eating for dinner, that's fine. This podcast isn't for you. This podcast is for the people that want to actively work on themselves and actively grow and develop into people that they're proud of, the person of their dreams. And I want to tie into that creativity and thinking in new ways and creating this life where we have this self-awareness and this ability to produce what we want. And I want to highlight creativity because that involves ingenuity and doing new things. And there is so much joy and so much bliss to be found in creativity and creating and doing things for ourselves with our own minds and our own hands and There's something so beautiful about that, and I feel like creativity really is the spark of life, 
And you have to have the attitude to chase after it and to go out and find it. If you are just sitting at home watching TV all day, if you need to have those days, if you're too tired sometimes, if you're worn down, you gotta take care of yourself and then you gotta take care of the necessities before you can create the energy and the space to do what you love. Of course, of course you have to take care of your basic needs, your family, your friends, yourself, before you can really make the time to get creative and to make the space to reflect on your life. Sometimes life is too freaking busy for us to do it at that time. But going back to what I said about environments, those states are usually temporary. They're not going to last forever. So when you get out of them, find the space and make the time to think about your life and think about what am I doing? What inspires me? What nurtures my soul? And what do I want to do to grow and to develop as a person? What do I want to do to share my creativity with the world? The ways in which our attitude prevents us from making space to reflect on our lives is if we don't let ourselves. If you don't let yourself think and grow, if you always have to bulldoze forward and move, move, move and go, 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 you're never going to be able to get out of that. You have to slow down a little bit to be able to look at your life and say, what am I doing? What am I working towards? What am I moving so fast forward to? What does that dream life look like for you? And how can you fit in time in your schedule whether that's getting up early, going to bed a little bit later, taking some time on your day off and setting aside a chunk of time just for your creative endeavors. How can you squeeze in little moments of reflection, of creativity, of productivity and life management into the little cracks, into the little empty spaces in the day-to-day? It's not just about having the perfect scenario all the time and the perfect motivation all the time. A lot of creativity is born in raw ways, and a lot of great art is produced in really raw ways with strong emotions and, you know, 20 minutes of free time to be able to jot that shit down. And that's okay, too. This podcast was literally inspired by a moment I had earlier today. I had a totally different topic, and we switched it around because I felt the inspiration strike. And being open to that is the biggest thing I want you guys to take away from attitude and making space. You have to be willing to be open. Don't close yourself off to things because you think you're not good enough or you think that you don't have the skills or the environment to do that. Don't close yourself off because you don't think you're worthy or you don't think you could ever become the level you think is needed to quote-unquote succeed at whatever that is. Be honest with yourself and be open and be a learner. Be a student. Know that you are not the master yet and that's okay. You don't have to start being perfect. No one starts being perfect. It's important to check in and to see how we're feeling and even if it's not for creative reasons, checking in with ourselves is important to keep us self-aware, to help us know why it is we're feeling the way we do. Whether it is a traditionally positive or traditionally negative feeling that we have, we can look at it and say, what does this feeling tell me about myself? What does this feeling tell me about my priorities and what I care about in my life? 
we're always going to be changing and moving forward, 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 sometimes sideways, sideways, sideways. And checking in gives us the opportunity to make sure we're still going in the direction we want and that our dream is at the end. And so just to wrap up this whole thing, being patient, being flexible, working on ourselves, surrounding ourselves with the people who love us and support us, and taking the time to assess why we feel the way we do and what that says about ourselves and our priorities are all keys to making space to create the life you love. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you guys want to follow the Mindful Creatives brand, you can keep updated on our website, which is mindful-creatives.com, or check out our Instagram page, which is mindful.creatives. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!